Let us pray. Then Saul, who also is called Paul, filled with the Holy Ghost, set his eyes upon him. Acts 13.9 Dear Lord, as I speak, I thank you that you are transforming me from a lamb into a lion. In the same way that you promoted Paul with a name change, today I receive my new name. Because of Jesus' sacrifice, I was once called fearful, but now I'm called courageous. When I was once called doubtful, I am now called faithful. And when I was once called invisible, I am now seen. When I was once ignored, I am now heard. At every new season in my life, I will now level up and step into a new dimension of who I am with an even greater influence and understanding. I declare that any and all old names that have ever limited my life are gone and done away with. Behold, I stand as a new creation, ready to proclaim the works of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for making prayer a priority in your life. To hear the Bible come to life, stay tuned for The Bible in a Year. Brought to you by BibleInAYear.com. Saul to Paul. In our last story, we witnessed the tragic yet noble death of James. He would be the first apostle to be martyred, and he would not be the last. As persecution of the church increased, so did the risk of imprisonment. Yet death was no match for Jesus, nor is it a threat to those who believe in him. So Peter pressed onward. Now we focus on the ministry of Saul who learns how to protect the sheep of God with his words, and thus transitions into the ministry of apostleship, inspired by the book of Acts. Hello once again, this is Jack Graham in the Bible in a Year podcast. Our goal in the Bible in a Year podcast is to encourage you in God's Word, the Scriptures, so that we can not only know what the Bible says, but live out the truth of the Scriptures. So, welcome. In our last episode, we heard how Herod put James to death and imprisoned Peter. It seemed that the enemy had gained an upper hand, but the church gathered in fervent prayer, and God delivered Peter from his chains and dealt with Herod also, striking him down for seeking glory over God. The church continued to grow and multiplied, powered by the work of the Holy Spirit. These prayerful, faithful Christians shared courageously the good news of Jesus Christ to the world. And today we'll hear how Saul grows into his own ministry and stands firm in the truth. Saul, who was dramatically and dynamically converted on the road to Damascus, is about to defend the flock against false teachers who try to lead them astray. So let's listen now to God's holy word. The church in Antioch continued to strengthen day by day through the teaching and leading of Barnabas and Saul. As the leaders of the church prayed with one another, the Holy Spirit tugged on their hearts to depart from Antioch towards Cyprus. 
Barnabas and Saul listened and set sail for the island of Cyprus. They were filled with hope that the Lord would move, but there was no telling what dangers dwelled in the middle of the island. Barnabas and Saul stepped foot onto the shores of Cyprus. The peaceful port country was filled with sailors, fishermen, and synagogues. However, underneath the quaint exterior was a lingering evil, a presence that slowly poisoned the people without knowledge. Saul sensed it and kept alert as he met the people of Cyprus. The two men ventured to Paphos, which was at the end of the island. Saul sensed a shift in the air as they walked. Something was not right. Something was unsettling. Emerging from a home nestled on the shores of Paphos was a man by the name of Bar-Jesus. He emerged from his home with staff in hand, glaring at the two travelers. The second Saul's eyes met his, he knew that this man was the source of the evil. This man had a mind held by the enemy. Bar-Jesus was a man of dark arts. He dabbled in things better left alone and sacrificed to them for power. Not only this, but he was also a man of great influence and intelligence. It made him dangerous. Saul and Barnabas went to preach in the city, but Bar-Jesus would whisper lies into their ears and spin tales about them. Saul, filled with the Spirit of God, confronted him. You are a son of the enemy himself, Saul said with commanding force. He took a step forward, causing Bar-Jesus to step back. You are an enemy of righteousness and filled with corruption. Look me in the eyes and hear what I am saying. Stop muddying the pure waters of God. Saul paused to look at Bar-Jesus. There was no sign of remorse in his eyes. Saul pointed to him and said, The Lord's hand is upon you. For a time your eyes will be dimmed to the light of the sun. Blindness will overtake you as it once did to me. Every person watching saw Bar-Jesus' eyes fade into darkness. As if he was caught in a dark cloud, Bar-Jesus stumbled blindly onto the floor. This was the moment Saul had truly felt the Spirit of God move through him. Bar-Jesus was leading the sheep of God astray, and as Saul spoke, he felt the shepherding heart of God. He spoke in boldness and stepped forward in authority. This was the moment Saul of Tarsus ceased to exist. Now there was only Paul the Apostle. So Paul and Barnabas ventured forth to preach in Pamphylia. They sat in the synagogues and proclaimed the word of the Lord. Paul was able to take what he had learned as a child and weave the story of Israel and the story of Jesus together into a beautiful tapestry. At first they preached to the Jews, and then droves of Jews and Gentiles alike gathered together to hear Paul speak. The Jews became jealous that the Gentiles were allowed to enter into Paul's presence and hear his teaching. They spat and reviled them, but Paul would not stand for it. The word of God was given to you first, yet you treat it like trash and toss it aside. So behold, we preach to those who have been far off. We preach to those who would listen. We preach to those who have not grown complacent in their hearing of truth. So the Gentiles rejoiced that they were able to enter into God's presence. They looked to Jesus and believed. Yet some of the Antioch Jews were not without their bitterness. They plotted against the disciples and sought to destroy them as they once did Jesus.
In God's word today, we read that Barnabas and Saul are ministering in Antioch. Under their guidance, the church there had grown in numbers and in strength, with other leaders emerging to guide the body of Christ in that city. And so, as Saul and Barnabas prayed and fasted, the Holy Spirit spoke to them, saying they were to leave. There was work to be done in other places, brand new places. So the Christians in Antioch laid hands on them and sent them off to pursue God's calling. With them was John Mark, a young believer from Jerusalem. They set sail and arrived on the island of Cyprus, where they began proclaiming the gospel in the synagogues. These missionaries traveled across the island, telling all who would listen about Jesus, the Son of God, who had come, lived, and died, rose again, in order that they might know eternal life. When they reached the far end of the island, they encountered a man named Bar-Jesus. He was called a magician and was a false prophet who led many astray with his considerable influence. Persecution was not the only threat to the church and the work of spreading the good news. Satan does not employ one single tactic to lead people away from God and his truth. This false prophet worked to undermine Saul and Barnabas' preaching and turn people away from the one true God. Saul saw the danger of this false teacher, Bar-Jesus, and so he says in Acts 13, verses 10 through 11, You son of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness, full of all deceit and villainy, will you not stop making crooked the straight paths of the Lord? And now, behold, the hand of the Lord is upon you, and you will be blind and unable to see the sun for a time. As Paul spoke these words to Bar-Jesus, the man became blind, dependent upon others to lead him around. This man, whose name literally meant son of Jesus, was anything but the son of Jesus. He was the son of the enemy, and Saul was not going to allow him to lead others away from the Lord. Here we see the zeal of Saul, now Paul, the missionary. Paul was defending the truth with passion and conviction, and this was his calling, his high calling as a missionary of the good news of Jesus. From this point on into the scriptures, Saul is referred to as Paul. This was not a new name, rather it was his Roman name, whereas Saul was his Jewish name. It is symbolic as Paul has now become a minister not only to the Jews, but to the Romans, to the Gentiles everywhere. And so Paul and Barnabas continued to travel around the region, speaking not only in synagogues, but to the Jews, in the town squares, to Gentiles who came to hear the word of God. This was God's plan all along, that everyone would hear the good news of Jesus Christ and experience his grace. Many Jewish people, however, were angry and still felt that salvation was not for the Gentiles. But Paul stood against this false teaching, rebuking those who tried to turn the Gentiles away from God's grace and mercy. The Gentiles rejoiced and received the gospel gladly, but the Jews in Antioch grew angrier and stirred up persecution against Paul and Barnabas, who now had to run to a new place, Iconium. The gospel was still on the move, and those whom God was working through were filled with the joy of the Holy Spirit as they courageously took the message of Christ to as many people as they could. Paul and Barnabas' ministry would bear great fruit, but it would not be without challenges. And the next time, we'll hear as Paul experiences the pain of persecution firsthand. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your word. Thank you for reminding us to stand firm on the truth and to be watchful of false teachers who would undermine the message of Jesus and the gospel. Give us 
the boldness to take the good news not only to the nations but to our neighbors as we share the love of Christ and his power to save. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's Bible in a Year podcast. Again, this is Jack Graham from Dallas, Texas. I would encourage you to download the Pray.com app and make Bible study and prayer the priority of your life. And if you are enjoying this podcast, let someone else know. Pass the good news around to others. And if you want to know more about the Bible and how to live God's truth in your life, go to jackgraham.org. That's jackgraham.org. There are resources and Bible studies there available for you that you may know and grow in your faith. We want to equip you and encourage you in the Word of God. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. This episode is sponsored by MediShare, an innovative healthcare solution for Christians to save money without sacrificing quality. Hello, I'm Dr. Tony Evans, and I'm excited to have you join me on this new podcast, Heroes in the Bible. Come to me, boy. You and your God will crumble beneath my feet. He beckoned the giant and said, I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts and creator of the stars. You know, we all have giants that we face in our life. And when you understand that the greatness of God affects our ability to handle the giants of life, it will encourage, inspire, and challenge all of us to our faith in God and our growth in Jesus Christ. Look past his height and appearance, Samuel. For man sees the outward appearance. They see the strength of the man's arms, but the Lord looks into the heart. Listen to Heroes in the Bible with Dr. Tony Evans on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.